Blog Talk Radio. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to Book Journeys Radio. My name is Dr. Angela Loria. I am the founder of the Author Incubator and creator of the Difference Process for Writing a Book That Matters. Every week on Book Journeys, we talk to an author about their experience writing their first book and what the process was like becoming an author. And this week, we're talking to Margaret Ann Lembo. Margaret is an expert on colors, gemstones, chakras, aromatherapy, and she is the author of three books. Uh, We're going to talk about her first book today, Chakra Awakening, Transform Your Reality Using Crystals, Colors, Aromatherapy, and the Power of Positive Thought. Margaret, thank you so much for being with us. Well, Angela, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be with you today. Well, tell us about Chakra Awakening. What's the book about? Well, Chakra Awakening is truly about the awakening of consciousness. And the way it's approached is through the use of uncovering and understanding the seven chakra systems and playing with, which is always fun, and enjoying crystals, color, aromatherapy, uh, and how to match that up with positive thought. So the main seven sh- uh, chakras, have, each one has their own chapter. Now, there's other chapters as well. But within each chakra chapter, there's information that provides an easy look, you know, go look it up quickly kind of a view in the beginning of each chapter. And then the characteristics of each chakra is uh, provided as an overview, but in depth in each kind of, let's say, a, a specific way, providing an exercise of how to integrate it into your daily life and as well as providing what gemstones you would use with matching affirmations to transform your reality, to design your life in a way that you want it to be. So the uncovering and awakening of what kind of information is stored in each one of these chakras or energy centers is provided in each chapter for each chakra. So it's pretty comprehensive. And then, of course, the essential oils for each chakra is offered and how to use them, and why, you know, they're good for that particular chakra. Wow, that's exciting. So that sounds like a pretty big body of knowledge. How did you pick this topic? How did you come to write this specific book? Well, actually, the topic picked me, Angela. That's <laughs> 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 so often the case. It did, it did. I, I, you know, I had my first go of it was, uh, you know, more of a, a dealing with some work, written work that I had done that is all about, you know, awakening wisdom in everyday life, how to incorporate spiritual teachings in everyday life. And then from that, my publisher was able to uh, fine-tune my awareness of how to incorporate the rest of what I teach and what I share for so many years into uh, a concise book. And it is comprehensive and it provides the information that a reader would want to understand the chakras. Many people have given me the feedback that it's the first chakra book that they didn't want to fall asleep over, you know. And that's no information wow. any other chakra authors, you know. They're all right. they they enjoy They enjoy it because of the way it's formatted, and um, it's, it's um, inspirational, and there's anecdotes that make it real-life kind of situations. Well, you mentioned your publisher. So talk to us about your, your journey with getting your book published. And did you, did you work with an agent, or how did you find your publisher 
what, what's that story? Well, that's a fun story. I love sharing this. You know, I when I was first realizing that it was time to become a published author, I had heard, oh, you have to submit to, you know, 60, 80 houses and, you know, you're going to get all these denial letters. And because I'm this positivity, and I am, that's what I teach and share, um, I thought, huh, no way. <laughs> I'll, I'll, you know, figure out my genre-specific, you know, houses that would want to publish me. And then I'm not going to have to submit to more than 10. I have a little bit of an attitude in a good way, in a good way. And I'm, <laughs> I'm not going to go through all that, that negative denial vibration. I don't want to get denied and have rejection letters. So I put forth an intention very clearly that perhaps even I would get asked to write for a publishing house. How cool would that be that somebody would want me to write for that? So as it turns out, because of a wonderful author by the name of Ted Andrews, who has written um, probably 40 books, uh, he's no longer on the planet, but at the time, obviously, he was. And I met him at a, uh, a conference where I was a vendor of, with my bookstore and gift store, The Crystal Garden. And while we were behind the booth and I was handling his book, you know, book signing, I said, hey, Ted, would you endorse my book? And he, after reviewing it, I'm fast-forwarding, after, you know, reading my manuscript, he said, I'll do better than that. I'm going to introduce you to Llewellyn Worldwide, and um, I'm going to tell them how good you are. So that's what ended up happening. And because of that opening of the door, they did ask me to write for them, and they changed what I, you know, I submitted a manuscript. I submitted what I had already written, and they didn't necessarily want what I had already provided. Uh, but what they did do is ask me if I would write a book on crystals and gemstones because they knew that that was my specific, you know, forte. And from that, Chakra Awakening evolved. So it really ended up becoming some of what I had already written, but also incorporating gemstones and color and how to use it with positive intention. Isn't that cool? That's uh, that. Um, that's a dangerous story. That is not how it usually goes. I do not tell my authors <laughs> that that is the way it's going to happen for them. So that's, that's pretty magical. Well, uh, that's why, uh, you know, I was excited to be able to share that story, and I'm so glad you asked, because there's all kinds of potential realities. If we want to use that amazing power of intention. Now, now I, I worked with editors. I have, you know, the perfect marriage with my editor. I love her. Uh, She keeps my voice and my work and everything when we, you know, when I'm finished doing my own part of it. But, you know, why not? Why not get it to the point that you can have cosmic coincidence in one's life? I think it's an option. (laughs) Wow. Love it. Love it, love it, love it. Thank you. I love it too. So, but the book that you ended up writing isn't exactly what you started with. And this is so often the case. That's why the show is called Book Journeys, because I find that people's books take their own journey, no matter what we try to do to envision and control them. There are books that want to be born. And um, so tell us a little bit, uh, tell us a little bit more about what you thought your book was going to be and how it's different and and do you think that worked out is that good or bad for you oh man it worked out fabulously so I'll say that right off from the get-go you know it definitely worked out 
for the highest good. It's an amazing book. It's won two awards. It's already in its fourth printing. It's, it's doing fabulously. But um, so to answer the beginning of that question is, I started out with with what I call, a book I call Voice of the News, Spiritual Wisdom for Everyday Living. And with that, there were so many teachings in there that I just didn't want to lose. But, you know, I put it to the side and focused on writing a book on gemstones and crystals. And then I realized, well, I've been teaching a course for so many years uh, that I call the Crystal Healer Certification, which is really going in depth to the to the the core of understanding our energy centers and basically our spiritual nature, our mental nature, and emotional nature. So I use that as sort of like an annotated table of contents to start working toward what the book was going to become. And I knew that Llewellyn really wanted a book on crystals. Now, I didn't know that what the the second book I wrote is really the book that they really wanted on the first book, but they loved what what was born with the first book. Hmm. You know what I mean? Isn't that cool? Yeah, I'm going to fast forward, and here it is, like a year and a half after the, or about a year after the book is published. And I was at a trade show, and I said to uh, the publisher, you know, the head publisher, and I said to him, "So, so isn't it great that Chakra Awakening is doing so good?" And he said, "Yeah, but I still want my book on crystals." I'm like, "What do you mean?" (laughs) (laughs) And he said, "No, I want, you know." And so he explained more, and that's why. The second book, The Essential Guide to Crystals, Minerals, and Stones, that just blew out of me. Well, this book took a while. The first book, Shock Awakening, it was a process of being born. It really got developed and redeveloped a number of times through working with the editor at Llewellyn as well as my personal uh, editor that I have that helped me, you know, massage the book, if you will. Wow. Well, that is a great story about uh, a healthy relationship between an author and a publisher. Not a super common story. A lot of people uh, struggle with their publishers. Um, and it seems like uh, you you have done really well, and you've actually worked with a second publisher as well, right? I have, and I do still to this day. My my, I really knew that there would needed to be a young reader's version of Chakra Awakening, a book for young readers that would help them with the power of positive thought. The kids love rocks. They just love rocks. And I know that because I have a rock shop. You know, my store, one aspect of it is it's a gemstone store. And so the kids would come in and say, but I want a book. You know, where's my book? Or, you know, they didn't literally, but one little boy did. And when this one little boy said that to me, I thought, well, again, my little – self-positive self-attitude of like, well, who better to write a young reader's title than me, the author of Chakra Awakening? So I went upon my way of manifesting that off, that uh, publishing house, and I was blessed because I am a bookseller first. One day I was talking to a rep on the phone for Fintorn Press, which is a, a Fintorn community in Scotland is an amazing place. And I had read about Fintorn and honored the work that they do out in Fintorn in Scotland for years and years and years and years. I mean, like, since the 70s, I want to say, I knew about them, and I always bring them up in my courses and everything. So while I was talking to the sales rep, I said, hey, you're in the industry. Do you know any houses that would want to publish a young reader's title? Um, because it's so genre-specific. My, my title is so genre-specific with being about, let's say, metaphysics or new age type uh, plot, 
plus for kids, and that was that's a hard one to get published, or so I was told. And so I decided, well, not in my world, because like I said, I'm positive. <laughs> he hooked me up with, he introduced me to the acquisitions editor at Binghorn Press. I sent them, I had a version already written that I worked on very diligently, again, with the, my professional editor that I work with, so that she has polished my work. And I bring that up because I don't know if everybody realizes or to the authors how important a marriage is between a, an author and their editor. That's someone who will help keep their voice and get the book to become a book. Anyway, so I met with, so they loved it. And it was just, I think they just waited a little bit to make sure that Chakra Awakening was going to take off so well. And in 2013, on the same day that the Essential Guide to Crystals, Minerals, and Stones launched, so did Color Your Life with Crystals. So I wow. two books at the same time. So Isn't that cool? I want people, I want, that is amazing. I want people to have a chance to look at these books because you can really see just how important understanding, we spend a lot of time understanding your ideal reader. And if you look at, go to Margaret Ann Limbo. It's Margaret, M-A-R-G-A-R-E-T, Anne, A-N-N, and Lembo is spelled L is in Lima, E-M, B is in boy, O. MargaretAnneLembo.com. If you go there, there's actually a rotating screen of her books, and you'll see, you can actually see her target market right on that book cover. So the, the information that she has isn't necessarily dramatically different, but the way that information is presented is so clearly appealing to the right market. And making those decisions uh, actually gets you more readers. A lot of people feel like, well, if I write it for kids, adults won't read it, or they won't pick it up, or if I write it for women, men won't read it. But actually by being clear, like you can see that Margaret's doing here, you actually attract more total people to your book. And I think you've done that beautifully with these books. And not just readers, but obviously when you understand how different publishers work, you'll understand that they have different markets, that their lists are targeting different groups. And if you understand what they need and what they want, then you can reach the right publisher with jumping through fewer hoops because you're not throwing a, you know, a crystal book for kids at a romance publisher, which is what, unfortunately, I can tell you as uh, I have a publishing company called Difference Press, and we have a very uh, targeted profile that we're looking for. We list that on our website, and we get proposals all the time that are way out in the field, and they just get they just get thrown away. They just get a rejection letter. And so I love how you really took the time to understand your publishers and what they were looking for. Your book was helping them solve problems that they had or goals, help them meet goals that they had. So obviously you talked a little bit about owning a bookstore. So you have a little bit of an inside track on how publishers work and what they're, they're looking for so you understood them. What has being a publisher and a bookstore owner, I guess you can get your books into at least one boutique bookstore, um, what has being a, uh, a publisher and a bookstore or a, an author and a bookstore owner, how, how has that helped your business or, or informed you in, in ways? Yeah, so yeah, definitely. It definitely helped me in a lot of ways because, first of all, my books were also written from the standpoint of someone 
who has owned a bookstore for so many years, and I know what my readers are looking for. I know what my customers were looking for in a book in the subject that I was writing on. And so even though, like you mentioned, like the color your life with crystals is really for children, who knew that so many adults, I have more adults mm-hmm. buy that, you know, that is that ages, uh, ages 7 to 12, it's an easy read, but adults are buying it more than, than for young readers. And so mm-hmm. I think because I was a bookseller and, ha- and still am to this day, that book that, you know, very, you know, and I also knew my publishing houses. I knew what 7 to 10 were genre specific that would want my title. And that's where I focused on. And I did further research in case there were some houses that I wasn't conscious of. You know, that is really a big thing. And so I'm sure many people already know this, but I'll mention, go to the library, look at a book that's like the one that you want to write, and then go see who they got to publish by, you know. And that's where you stay focused and follow those instructions that you find on websites. When people, when you go to a publisher's website, it is so important to make sure that you follow their submission guidelines. Isn't that true? Oh, my God. <laughs> it doesn't seem that hard, people, but apparently it is. Mm-hmm. So, it sure is. And I just self-published, just to mention that, Angela, I self-published the Angel Gemstone Oracle Cards and Seven CDs. And it does help my business because I'm also an aromatherapist, so now, not only do I sell a lot more gemstones, but I sell a lot more, you know, essential oils, aromatherapy, my divinely inspired aromatic energetic sprays. You know, it's just increased my business. It's a, and it's a fabulous calling card because, you know, I got involved in the visionary industry and fellow store owners relate to me. So I can call and say, I'm a fellow retailer, and I have a book. May I please? I know how to approach stores the right way, but they let me come and do a book signing. They're happy because I'm going to cross-sell their products while I'm in there. (laughs) Mm. Well, talk about that. So people don't realize this, but what's a good way for somebody who has a nonfiction book, if they want to do a bookstore signing, what's some advice you might give them to get the proprietor interested in having them? Well, I would first of all become familiar with the bookstore. If you're in the local area, go into it. And don't go in with the idea of I need to talk to somebody and let them see if I can do a book signing. First go and become familiar with the store. You know, get to know if that's the kind of store that would be a good fit for your title. Um, and so that's for the more the boutique type of a store. And don't automatically approach without having an appointment. And then I personally, as a store owner, now I'll change and put on my bookseller retailer hat, and I prefer and highly recommend that you send an email introducing yourself, providing uh, copies, JPEGs of the cover of your book, having um, some background as to other speaking engagements you might have done, or actually a blurb on what you might offer and how that might benefit their business by you being there. You know, if it is a uh, non-fiction book, then there might be uh, aspects of it that might cross-sell products in their store. That's why going to check out the store is beneficial. Otherwise, do it online. Go look. And that's I've booked my, my book tours. I've been um, for the last five years on book tour nationally. And it's uh, an intense drive. Last year, we did 12 weeks on the road. I so talk about breath. book tours. So there's been a lot of, um, I don't know, chatter that the era of the book tour is over. It sounds like you're still having success there. 
what do you recommend? Do you recommend doing a book tour? Who would you recommend it to? Okay, so I would say if you have stamina and you need to have resource, money, to do it, because the book tour era is only over in the eyes of authors who don't want to go on the road. That it's, um, it really does make a difference in getting your name, name recognition, uh, readers to get to meet you. It, it creates a buzz. And so um, in the eyes of houses, publishing houses, I know my publishing houses love me because I'm constantly finding ways to be with, with my readers, to offer both, I do both webinars. Now I'm doing webinars because I'm home writing another book while running my businesses. And so I do things by webinar. I even created a membership webinar academy called the Academy of the Spiritual Arts so that I can stay in touch. I can still stay in touch with all those people I met all over the country and into Canada if they want to attend an event. And then they, we visit, you know, via the Internet. So there's touring can go many different ways. And, I, you know, Facebook is a, a sort of a mini, you know, surreal tour because it keeps you in touch with everybody from the time you were born <laughs> until now. <laughs> and that's Yeah, sort of it certainly tour. does. Yeah, but it really does sell more books because, it, like, for example, cases of books get sent to that bookstore. You know, I, I have a great with Llewellyn. They, they'll, they'll do a, a, you know, send a cases, and then the event happens, and then if, they, if, if you know, they're left over books and they don't want all of the books that are left over, they can ship them back. You know, it's not, there's, no, there's no challenge, but at least there are piles of books there, and they sell, and often they'll keep them even if it doesn't. They'll, they don't all sell at the signing. So it just, mm-hmm. it really does make a difference. Did that answer the question well enough? Yeah, so let's talk about book sales. So I, uh, when you think about the revenue you have generated from your books, how would you split it up between revenue from book sales versus maybe revenue from um, programs or related products, things like that? I would relate that the book sales as of right now, because Chakra Awakening was born in 2011, and then the other two were born in 2013. I would say we're still at a small percentage. I'm going to really ballpark it here, because I never even thought of doing crunching numbers on this. So let's say 10% from book sales and 90% from speaking engagements and my products and, and, you know, what I do as a professional. It's a calling card in many ways. I'll remember I was standing in Namaste Bookshop in uh, the village of Manhattan, and my publisher came to see me there because he happened to be at Book Expo America. And he came in. He's like, hey, Morgan, how's it going? I said, it's going really good. I love being here today at Namaste. And he said, nice calling card, isn't it? And I said, it is. It is. I never thought of it that way, but this is a calling card. So, this creates an energy of being an expert in your field. And then when you're observed that way, then you get articles in national magazines or trade magazines or, you know, you're respected in a different way. You might start to get, I just got a speaking engagement to be um, the keynote at a, a St. Louis, Missouri Expo. You know, there's just different opportunities that arise and a different level of respect. So, 
I wouldn't put so it in dollars. So before you... <laughs> Before no, this is this is exactly what people need to hear. Before you um, became a an author, you obviously knew a lot about books and the book industry. Um, so how give us like the before and after? How has it been different? What did you think it would be like to be an author? And what are some of the things that maybe surprised you? Hmm. Um, before I was an author, you know, I'm not positive about that I guess I didn't the the part about writing the book that was Mm -hmm. an eye-opener how many I didn't realize how many edits need to go into creating a really good book and having being okay with it being uh just like not taking it personally so that's more the process of becoming an author and or authoring a book there are many edits, and and you know you sometimes you get to want to spit nails at one point and say, please don't make me go back and redo this section again. <laughs> but it's always the best, <laughs> right? Right. I'm sure Angela, you know what I'm talking about there, right? Oh, I'm going through that right now. <laughs> yeah. And then the other part of it is is that um, I don't know if I knew the magnitude of how important I perceive going on book tour is. You know, as much as I'm so excited to stay home for a couple of years, I realize, but I'm still doing Florida. I'm still going around the state of Florida, so which is a pretty big state. Um, yeah. I, I realize that that's important to be out there in front of people and get speaking engagements and find places where you can continue. So I don't know if I realized how important to, the degree to that, that it was. I did know because I will give credit where credit is due. Ariel Ford had a uh, has probably still a great little you know um, program that I purchased way back in the day, and I'm talking quite a while ago, probably in the 90s or early 2000s, about everything you should know about publishing or something like that. It was called, and it really opened my eyes the magnitude of the platform a person needs. And then when I first um, realized it was time to become a published author. I didn't even know what that meant. I realized right away that I had one already from being a store owner for so many years. But mm-hmm. that, how And did you have a list? Did you have an email list from your store owners? Of course. Of course, yes. Yeah. So mm-hmm. This one, I have a, a very successful business. The Crystal Garden is 25 years old. And so my list continues to grow um, both from, uh, you know, people who are coming into my store and from me traveling the country. It all dovetails nicely together. Wow. That's, yeah, that's gorgeous. Well, I wanted to share this quote. Uh, this is a quote from Jay Conrad Levinson, who is the author of the Gorilla Marketing uh, series. But this quote came out after his first book came out. And uh, I think it was three or four years after the book came out, somebody had asked him at a conference how much money he made off of his book. And he said, oh, Gorilla Marketing, that's a $10 million book. And the interviewer said, wow, that's, that's amazing. How, how many copies did you sell? How does that possibly work to make $10 million off a book? And and people who are authors know there are very few uh, $10 million books. And he said, well, I made about $35,000 on direct sales from the book, from his royalties. And the other $9,965,000, that came from opportunities that arose from having the book, from being an author. So he talked about selling related uh, products, uh, doing partnerships, speaking opportunities, and other joint ventures and the like. 
And I think that's really the big lesson from today's call is that your book is really an important calling card, an important um, springboard, but there's so much that can come out of having your book that uh, you may not at the beginning of your book journey be thinking about. And those opportunities will will come to you and present themselves to you if you open yourself to them. And I think, you know, obviously you had, Margaret, some wonderful connections to help bring them into your life, but you were also open open to the book journey going its own way, going the way it needed to go. So uh, Chakra Awakening, Transform Your Reality Using Chris Culler's Aromatherapy and the Power of Positive Thought. You can check out margaretannlembo.com or thecrystalgarden.com and learn more about Margaret's book and her bookstore. Uh, Margaret, where's your bookstore? In Blaine Beach, Florida, which is Palm Beach County, the east coast of South Florida. All right, so if you find yourself in New York and Florida, uh, go check out Margaret's store. Um, and, uh, and, and, and I know that she would love to see you, so tell her that you saw her on the show, and maybe she'll autograph one of her books for you. You'll get lucky. Oh, I'd love to. <laughs> Margaret, thanks for being on the show today and for sharing so much wisdom with our listeners. We appreciate it. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Angela, and good luck to all of you writing your books. Many blessings. And we will be back next week at Book Journeys Radio, where we are changing the world, one book at a time.